Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Outlook at XM.com. I'm Maria Pachardis and joining me is Lead Investment Analyst Rafi Boyajian. We'll be reviewing the week ahead. So Rafi, let's begin over in the Euro area where inflation has been running hot. We'll get flash estimates on Friday along with preliminary readings on GDP growth in the first quarter. What can we expect from this data and how might the Euro react, keeping in mind that we will have the results of the French presidential election out on Monday to factor in? So that is right, Maria. We do have quite a bit going on for uh, for the euro area uh, in the coming week. Uh, we're, we're already seeing uh, in the last few days the euro kind of gaining a bit of traction against the US dollar. That's because we've had a growing talk of a rate hike by ECB policymakers. Uh, we're getting signals that um, perhaps they will uh, end their QE program uh, in July rather than later in Q3. Uh, and some have even suggested that QE might end in June. So then that would pave the way for a rate hike as early uh, as the, the July meeting. Uh, now up until now expectations were that at the earliest the ECB we would only be able to raise interest rates uh, in September. Uh, so quite a lot uh, has uh, changed uh, if you know we get further confirmation uh, of uh, this timeline by the uh, ECB. Uh, and one such clue might come from next week's uh, flash CPI numbers uh, for the Eurozone. Uh, we already had the, the recent CPI prints have been uh, stronger than expected. So if we get another strong uh, data uh, for price increases in the Eurozone for uh, April, um, then that would uh, really strengthen the case for uh, early action by the ECB to start uh, rate lifting rates out of negative uh, territory. Now, the GDP data, on the other hand, uh, this probably uh, we won't probably not going to see that much of an impact from the Ukraine war uh, just yet. Of course, there are concerns that growth will slow uh, in the coming months uh, because of the squeeze on consumers from high energy commodity prices uh, and you know some impact from the sanctions against uh, Russia uh, but overall the GDP data will probably show that the eurozone economy uh, did grow uh, at a modest pace uh, in Q1 uh, and as for the French elections uh, now we're already seeing the euro uh, benefiting from uh, Macron's uh, increasing lead uh, of uh, his uh, far-right uh, rival Marie Le Pen. Uh, she was actually uh, doing much better in the first round in terms of she was actually narrowing uh, Macron's lead. Now Macron's lead has winded again. So it does look like Macron will uh, probably get to serve a second term uh, and that would of course uh, be positive for the Euro. Moving over to the US now. We'll get a bunch of data next week, including the GDP estimate for Q1 on Thursday and March personal income and spending and the core PCE price index on Friday. Is any of this data likely to impact the US dollar? Well, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen for the dollar uh, from here on, because uh, it does look like uh, rate high expectations have pretty much peaked uh, for the Fed. Uh, Treasury yields, uh, well, maybe they could rise a little further. Uh, 
but uh, we are getting some early signs that perhaps inflation in the US is picked or um, uh, ha is picking, has started to peak. Uh, so if we get further uh, signs of this from next week's core PC price index, uh, which is of course the Fed's uh, preferred uh, measure of inflation, uh, then that could further weigh uh, on the US dollar. We're also going to have, have of course, uh, other data, the advanced GDP report for the first quarter, personal consumption and spending uh, for March. Uh, now, although the US economy did probably slow a little in the first quarter. It's uh, more like a case of going back to more normal rates rather than, you know, the um, the rebound that we got post pandemic. We saw this incredible growth rate in the U.S. Now that, of course, uh, was never expected uh, to last uh, going into 2022. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, where the dollar goes from here, uh, given uh, the market pricing for interest rates uh, for the Fed uh, and the signs we're getting about inflation peaking. On to Australia now. The quarterly CPI numbers are due on Wednesday. If they do surprise on the high side, do you think there will be pressure on the RBA to start raising interest rates soon? So we could see the Aussie benefiting from strong inflation data. Now, of course, um, uh, if you look at futures markets, they're priced in a pretty aggressive tightening by the RBA and the RBA hasn't even started uh, raising uh, interest rates. Uh, so you could say that actually there's room for a correction in terms of rate hike uh, uh, expectations and that would be a negative for the Aussie. But uh, given the fact that the dollar, the US dollar is a little bit soft at the moment uh, and the RBA in terms of uh, officially starting to move towards uh, a rate hike, uh, you know, it's only just getting started. We've all getting growing signs from the RBA of that uh, and markets um, have fully priced in a rate hike for June. Uh, the question is, uh, would they move uh, before that, say at the May meeting? Uh, that's not looking very very likely because we do have elections in Australia later in May, so the, the RBA will probably not want to do anything uh, before that. But uh, nevertheless, should we get stronger than expected CPI numbers, uh, we could uh, see some speculation uh, of that and that could uh, potentially benefit uh, the Aussie a little bit. And finally, the Bank of Japan will be in the spotlight next week. Are policymakers likely to make any policy changes given that the yen continues to fall across FX markets? Well, we weren't expecting any changes, but in terms of policy at least, but uh, maybe uh, we could see some changes to the language. Uh, we are going to get updated forecasts on inflation and uh, GDP growth. Um, now, the, the Bank of Japan will probably not want to signal uh, any change to their yield curve control policy, uh, but maybe they might, um, you know, start to sound a little bit more worried about inflation or the risks of uh, inflation, uh, the upside risk to inflation, and potentially uh, the negative effects of uh, the weaker yen. Now, the yen has been in focus lately because it has fallen quite a bit against the US dollar and other major currencies. Uh, so, how far the Bank of Japan will go in terms of sounding concerned about uh, the weaker yen, uh, that's going to be uh, the main thing uh, to watch. Uh, so, but, but the question is, even if the Bank of Japan does make more noises about it, if they're not willing to do anything policy-wise, then the yen would still be at risk of uh, further declines. Rafi, thanks so much. And thanks for joining us at XM.com for this weekly outlook. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. 
For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.